the first part's introduction. Introduce the podcast. Welcome to the first edition of the very piss poorly and insensitively named Off the Crossbar podcast. Oh. <laughs> Was that a disapproving of? Yeah, acute depression. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Matt's still working on it. Uh, I'm Jason Greenwood. Uh, you probably don't know me unless you're on Twitter too much. Formerly Gangbang gang yeah. bang Unicorn. Uh, gangbang Unicorn. Uh, which is not what? me anymore, so don't pay attention to that. I'm guy. following don't it. Do I'm, it. I'm excited to see what comes of this. And uh, I'm here with Matt Montgomery from RSL Soapbox. Yeah. That's him. And uh, Trevor Brady, who's also from the Twitter machine, just uh, at Trevor underscore Brady. Absolutely. Or his other slightly more vulgar account. Which you don't want to We're not going to worry about the near. other slightly more vulgar account. Yeah, it's yeah, kind of terrible. Private. So uh, we're here to talk about RSL. Or what maybe. are we starting with today, Jason? Uh, let's uh, let's talk about Jeff Kassar. Who's that? He's the new coach to replace the uh, begotten. Outgoing. Jason what's his Price. What's his name? The guy that we had last year. Uh, Jason. Ah, was it Jason? <sighs> it started with a K. Jason Chris. Christ. Yeah, that's Christ. Christ. Jason Christ. I Jason remember Christ, that guy. Yeah, it sounds familiar. From some. He was all right. Yeah, he had a decent run. Yeah. Anyway, this this yeah. new guy. What do we know about him? Uh, Christ's assistant for a long time, goalkeeping coach. Seemed to do okay with Nick Romano. He hasn't had an awful career in MLS. He's never won goalkeeper of the year. Ah, so well, that's he a might travesty. Be... Goddamn travesty. <laughs> it really is. But uh, I don't know. Kasari. Uh, Kind of grew up under Christ as a coach. Yeah, not literally grew up, but no, he he maybe got a little portlier, but not yeah. not like significantly. He's probably all muscle actually. Now he's gonna yeah. come beat me up. He is. He's gonna kick except the shit I, out of you. he'd probably just spine <clears throat> on me and I melt. Just look at you. Yeah. My favorite thing about Kassar, I think that I learned this off season, was he was, if I'm not mistaken, Christ's first like assistant that he brought in. Yep. When he was made head coach, which is cool. But besides that, RSL got fined for tampering because he was with FC Dallas at the time and under contract when Christ went to go talk to him. So yeah. RSL got fined to bring him over. Yeah, we did a bad thing. Yeah. I don't care. I don't think anyone cared. I don't think Christ definitely didn't care because he's the one that did it. So. I think and, it's fine. And that, that was sort of Dave Checkett's prerogative, right? Yeah. yeah. Do whatever you can to make someone else angry. Just win, <laughs> right. baby. Al Davis. Oh. Oh, winning. A, not a very accurate comparison. Well, winning. <laughs> yeah, so Just get really close to winning, baby. It doesn't have the <laughs> same ring to it. What do we expect from Jeff Kassar this season? I don't know. I think the big thing is not too much regression. If that makes sense. Yeah, like, more of the same. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if we're going to be running up, every, being the runners-up in every cup run again. That would suck. But, uh, you know, I, it would it would hurt. Uh, but be a great would it be season. bad? Yeah, it would. I'd take it. I mean, it, it's so weird. Like thinking about things, these things rationally, and saying, you know, I would like a season, uh, all things considered, where we get really close to being really great and we fail at the last second. I don't. I'm going to be the lone dissenting voice here and say that I don't want to get close and then, because oh, that was. Come on, that was heartbreaking. Yeah, I... DC United, come on. I actually 
the DC United loss was worse than the SKC loss, in my opinion, because I'm I'm very rarely to go into a match. We got this in the bag, but DC United, I'm like, oh man, it's gonna be a great night. We're it about to win been. the Open Cup. We're gonna it, be it was in at Champions home. League. It was at home, and it just didn't happen. Yeah, let's not dwell on that one too much. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. but I think too, if if you had told people before last season that it was going to be what it was, they would have taken it in a second. Because yeah. last season, oh, yeah, no, we didn't absolutely. even know, are we going to be in the playoffs? Which is I nuts. Mean, like, we had a good track record. I mean, you, yeah, you take away a couple big pieces and yeah. and things get more difficult. But, like, only one of those pieces was one people were clamoring for to stay, really. Yeah, Will Johnson. I miss him. Yeah. I wanted Olave to stay. I wanted Olave of 2010 to stay. That's true. I wanted Olave of 2010 to stay. To stay. Yeah, but, yeah. Am I, am I the only one that was just kind of bummed about a spindle? Like I was bummed, not crushed, but, like, but yeah. It just seemed like once he left, everybody was like, eh, oh. "I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade any of the new ones for a spindle." Oh no, if, absolutely if, not. If there was the chance, yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't think I'd trade anybody on our team. Yeah, there's not not really anyone that stands out as. What we could do without that guy. Maybe Mansali, but everyone just likes to hate on no, Mansali. No, He's so easy to I hate. love Mansali. Let me put that on the record. Do we need I to think check he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. We do not need to check my temperature. Maybe we I feel Robbie fine. Finley. Maybe we should get rid of Robbie Finley because he doesn't bring anything to the team. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have heard that. But... I know for uh, a fact that you're joking right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. I hope so. Finley is fantastic. Not fantastic. Maybe not fantastic. So, with those same pieces, like, Jeff Kassar should have a pretty good go at things. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't want to walk into that opportunity? Yeah. Really, it's like, you, you don't <laughs> lose a single starting player from an MLS Cup runner-up, an Open Cup runner-up, a team that finished three points off the Supporters' Shield. I mean... Yeah, but one does, of the craziest seasons we, I mean, we've seen in a long time, right? Yeah. But does that set up Kassar for possible failure? Like, if he gets this team, and then... Say finishes sixth or seventh in the West, Oof. is that bad? Yeah, that's, is that realistic? That's a disaster. Could that, that story has already been written. Like everybody, I think that's one of the like two or three really like big news stories that would come out of this season uh, from an outsider's perspective. And I think there's a, like I don't think it's a great chance that happens, but like people are thinking about that. I'm sure of it. It's are in the people back of a lot of people's minds? Are people thinking about that? To kind of segue into something else, are people thinking about that because of Kassar, or are people thinking about that because of the improvement of some of the other teams in the West? It's, I think it's just because it's one of those scenarios. Like when you get somebody who comes in with that uh, to a team that already has some success, like there are a couple ways it can go. It can go basically well, there are three, I guess. It can go basically the same as it did before. It can go better, which gives you a great story to write about how the new guy came in and he you. Know, they reached that that last hurdle and they actually they didn't fall top, over yeah. it. Or it can go the David Moyes way. Yeah, where you, where you come <laughs> in and things just aren't good. Can we yeah. talk about David Moyes some more? That just makes me so happy. I don't yeah. think it makes everybody happy. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Especially Ryan, if Ryan's listening. I know Ryan listens to podcasts, Ryan too. Terry, so. yeah. He's punching his desk right now listening to this. Well, not right now, but eventually. He's really dreamy. He will punch a couple of desks. Yeah. yeah. But, no, I mean... and. The question is, if if Kassar comes in and that regression happens where we finish 6th or 7th place, does he last a second year? Or, I think or so. Or the expectation is going to be, you have this team, we're expecting you to win. Because all of the talk from Loggerway and Manning has been, 
we're not expecting a drop. So does is he get held responsible if that drop happens? Um, I think it depends on what we're defining as a drop. So I, I'm yeah. saying a disaster. I'm saying what's a disaster? Miss playoffs? The playoffs? Missing the playoffs? I think that, you think that missing that counts, the playoffs yeah. is a disaster? Okay. Yeah. I think if we miss the playoffs, it it might depend on how we miss the play. Like if we miss by one point, yeah. Like the final goal in the last game, that kind of thing. Oh. If if we do something like that, I think they give Kassar the leash, like a length on that leash. But if we are just bottom of the West, worst if team. If we're Chivas, if we're oh, Chivas from last that, year that, and the year before, if that happens, like we deserve whatever we get. That's true. If we're Chivas or Colorado without Oscar Ferreira. Yeah. Which could happen this year to Colorado. No, it, Sorry it will happen. Sorry for Colorado people. Ferreira's already gone. But, no, I'm saying they could go back to previous oh, yeah, yeah. form. Even more terrible form. Even more terrible form. That's true. They did win the MLS I, Cup on an own goal. So, <laughs> so, there's, and the so worst, there's that proud the moment in their worst history. MLS Cup final goal ever scored by anybody ever. Connor yeah. Casey. That was terrible. <sighs> Stone Cold Connor Casey. Stone Cold Connor Stone Casey. Cold. Who is still a hell of a player for how old he is. And can and how kick bald three he of is. our asses at the same time. Yeah. So, well, honestly, that doesn't take much, <laughs> yeah. does it? Plata's got to, He could probably take his too. Oh, he could. Little, He'd look at me and I'd Plata's like quiver. a little pissed off chihuahua. That's what Plata reminds me of. But anyways, I could so... Kassar, what's... What's a realistic expectation for Yeah, Kassar? realistic expectation for Kassar. Uh Anywhere between first and fourth place in the West, I think, is pretty, pretty realistic. Yeah, a lot I, of teams got better. Not necessarily uh, in the West. I think yeah, the East, who did in the West? Yeah. I mean, Portland, Portland, maybe. But Portland won the West last year. Yeah. So the only way to go from there is win the whole thing. Yeah. So. Uh, Seattle didn't get better. Seattle did not get better. And Dempsey is still not looking like... The guy they thought they were getting. Yeah, but it's forms. A I'm, I'm still I'm still holding off on Dempsey. Yeah. I think you give Dempsey at least a third of the season before you really judge how well he's. I'd doing, say that if he had like a preseason with the team, that probably oh, helped. Yeah, that's true. And if he hadn't gone a full ninety with the U.S. today, that probably didn't help either. Oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Anyway, we're not going to talk about yeah. that. That was. <laughs> I think too. Seattle's biggest move, and this is just me personally, was not getting rid of Ziggy. Like, yeah. I, I don't think he's the guy for them. I don't think he might not be anymore, anymore, but that doesn't but... that doesn't like mean he's a bad coach. I don't think it was a bad move to keep Ziggy. I think it would have not been a bad move to get rid of him. But I I think it's even Stevens. I don't think that move matters. I think the personnel moves that they did um, matter more. I think the the thing that struck me about not getting rid of him was the options available that they passed on to keep him. I mean, because yeah. if they'd made a really hard run at Bob Bradley, yeah, I know Bob Bradley went to Steinbeck, you know, he wanted to stay in Europe, but if Seattle had come in and said, look what we've got going, we've got this fan base, and I know what people here think of Seattle, but great fan base, a really quality team, they're one of the league's big teams, that would have been really hard to say no to. Even Christ, even if Seattle, I mean, that would have been the... Worst thing ever. Not not possibly. Well, possibly, actually. If he'd gone to Seattle, but they could have made a real play for him. Yeah, I'd say so. They could have made a real play for somebody. Yeah. I don't know yeah, if Bob Bradley or Christ is in that conversation, but they could have got somebody. That's for sure. But like I said, I, I don't think Siggy's the biggest problem with Seattle. I do think that they got worse, and I think it's just because of the players that they kicked out and the players that they brought in. Yeah. 
Or but they brought in a lot of good team guys. Yeah, and that's what they, they lacked. So. Yeah, they got rid of EJ, who's a team killer, and they they brought in. He seems happy in DC. Yeah, hey, DC can't get worse. So. That's, that's true. Who cares? Yeah, they, they want a trophy. Beggars monster, can't be choosers. So. <laughs> yeah. Let's Anyways, bring that up some more. <laughs> so, uh, considering all of that, like, I, you know, keeping Kassar in and giving him the reins doesn't seem like the worst idea. No, not really. Because he knows the system, he knows the players. And the big thing that people are overlooking, he knows the young players. Like yeah. the Jordan Allens and the Justin Glads. He spent a lot of time in Arizona. He, he knows the guys that are coming up through the system. Yeah, and and he's got a lot of faith really... in them. Yeah. yeah, academy and, players really respect him, and that, I think, goes a long way. His head coaching experience was he was the Reserve League head coach last year. Yeah. yeah. So, and the Reserve League, naturally, is made up of a bunch of the younger guys that weren't getting that much playing time last year, and academy players and they're I, bringing in. I think that that's part of the lack of movement that you see with us bringing in players, is Kassar knows those that, that young group of guys that were in the Reserve League last year so well that he knows these guys can play at this level. Like Cole Grossman, you're going to see him a lot more than than you did last year, and I think Kassar knows those guys well enough to have the faith that he doesn't have to bring in a, a lone player for a year, basically, you know, just a, a rental, yeah, to, to plug into a hole, which yeah. which is kind of what happened last year. We brought in a lot of the younger guys that we kept, but we also brought in like the Cardi Stevensons and the Palmers, who everyone is going to miss, but but yeah, those guys were, were stop gaps. Yeah, and you don't see that this year. We're building for the future. Future. But that's what this, that's the motto. I mean, yeah. Yeah, and that's what Jeff Kassar, I think, really brings. Yeah. I hope. That same philosophy. We'll see. So, we'll see. Yeah, we'll so, see Saturday, I guess. Saturday. What oh, a, what we'll a see start. Saturday. Well, with that in mind, uh, should we move on to recent team news? Let's recent do team yeah, news. Recent team news. Uh, okay. Well, uh, Chris Schuler's out. That's the big news going into the match this weekend. <laughs> yeah. It's, All uh, right. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's not, it's that, not, it's not the end bad. of the world. Let's just repeat that to ourselves for a yeah. little bit, and then we're good. Yeah. It's, how many games did we not have Schuler for last season? A lot. Oh, yeah. But how well did a we lot. do? A lot. And we went, like, we did, very far. We did yeah. pretty well, so I'm not worried about it. I think the thing people are most alarmed about is that... L.A. in particular, without Chris Schuler last year, was not ideal. I think that would be a very polite way of putting it. Yeah, I and Robbie Keane, it's Robbie like Keane, he punched our mothers repeatedly. Yeah, Robbie Keane took Carlos Salcedo to school, and then he took him out behind the school and spanked him. I mean, it wasn't pretty. It, was not, it wasn't pretty. It was, a, it was probably a good lesson for Salcedo. Uh, I'm sorry, I can't get that mental image <laughs> out of my head. Yeah. But no, Robin that's, Keane, that's the angry the Irishman, Carlos Lasseta, the, the young Mexican American. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's just the issue people are thinking is that everyone that game stands out because it was one of the worst games last season. Oh, it was terrible. Yeah, you could throw that out there with the worst performances last season. That one in the Seattle game. Uh, it was really easy to crucify Carlos Lasseta for that one, but it wasn't just him. That was that was a, whole, a team yeah. performance. Yeah, it was just it, miserable. And at the same time, like we didn't play well. Exactly. But besides us not playing well, Robbie Keane played Phenomenal. out of his mind. And Robbie Keane can have that game whenever he like got a win. I mean, yeah, I mean he, as much as we hate LA, you have to admit Robbie Keane. It's good. If you name a list of the five best players in MLS and you don't have Robbie Keane on there, you, your just, list is you probably terrible. Yeah, just yeah. give up on this. You're Joe Prince, right? <laughs> <laughs> just give up on lists. But, yeah, no, it's I mean, that, and that's the thing. Like when you play LA last year and 
this year. I mean, they still have Keane. They've still got Donovan. They've still got Omar Gonzalez. They've still got they've got a much better keeper they don't than have they did Sean last Franklin. year. Oh, Sean Franklin, I actually I'm like had sure a lot of time for. There's a yeah. lot of people that are very happy about them not having Sean Franklin. I don't think they're going to miss him terribly. Yeah, but regardless, there's still a good team. They have new pieces um, that they didn't have last season that we don't know how they're going to play. But we know that Robbie Keane, Landon Donovan, the players that I listed, and others. I mean, they're a good team. Yeah, see, Zardes has another year. Zardes is going to break out this oh, year. Oh, no, oh, yeah. no, no, Villarreal, huh? No, no Villarreal. No Villarreal. Is... <laughs> they still have De La Garza. Pretty, he's a and decent young Juninho, Sarves. I think De La Garza, Sarves? my opinion, is he, he gets uh, more credit than maybe he deserves because he plays in L.A. Because someone gave, said, hey, you can have De La Garza or Salcedo. It's a coin, coin toss. I mean, yeah. Salcedo, the problem, too, that we're thinking of with L.A. is... People don't remember some of the really great games that Salcedo had last year. Yeah, like and he was he had 18, 19 years old. Fair few, yeah. yeah. That LA game stands out to everybody, and it's easy to overlook the really good performances. I'm really excited about Salcedo. Oh, I am I, sure I love seeing Salcedo play, not just because, and partly because he's a homegrown product. Academy kids, I like seeing Academy kids do well, but he's so young, and he plays so well for his age. He's, he's not. Probably not a top ten center back in the league by any stretch. No, not yet. But he's good, and you know that he's got the ability to be there. Maybe yeah, not this year, maybe so. not next year, but he's got. But some year, yeah. He's got the ability if he, barring some serious something that happens to him, he's he can be a really good center back for a long time. For a long I mean, time, yeah. He's nineteen yeah, he's, years old, and he, he like from the time he entered the academy, like he stood out. Not only for his play, but for his physical ability. Like yeah. he came in. He's a in, naturally gifted soccer player, and he took takes care of himself. Yeah, and that uh, kind of rare at that age. Another but, thing too about Salcedo. I mean, for being that young and that good, he's 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 a humble kid. I mean, yeah. if you if you talk to him or you see him off, he's he's a quiet guy. He keeps to himself, stays out of trouble. And when you're that young and that good, sometimes that doesn't that doesn't happen a lot. Yeah, so. I'd say that's definitely the case. And and Salcedo's. I mean, maybe we just have a knack for getting these good, humble kids. Maybe that maybe it's down to coaching. Like, there, I think there are a lot of things that that play into this. It's and it's that team is a star mentality, yeah. and that carries over to like how he carries himself off the field and how he like how he acts about his career. Yeah, yeah, it's really impressive. I think. Yeah. So, like I said, I'm not worried about Schuler being out. I would love to have him. I think he's a fantastic player, but for who we've got. To replace Schuler, I'm comfortable with Salcedo on the field. Yeah, I'd he's, say so. He's very comfortable on the ball, and I think that comes a lot from playing um, multiple positions. When he played with the reserve team, he was playing kind of a defensive mid, kind of yeah, Kyle Beckerman role. He played there a few times, yeah. He he's was, a very underrated passer. I mean, just like Borchers, he's kind of the same mold as Borchers, where he's that center back that has really great ball control, and he can distribute the ball really well. And he's very comfortable going forward with the ball, yeah. too. If you watch him a lot of times last year, he ended up just playing himself into the midfield and kind of joining the attack sometimes. Yeah, and then getting back. And yeah, being able really to get back. Either. And I, I love that. I love his versatility. So, Schuler out is a big deal. But Salcedo taking his place? I think we can deal with it. I would oh, be yeah. a lot more concerned if it was Schuler and Salcedo. Let's put yeah. it that way. I think the drop-off from... <laughs> From that third spot as center back to the fourth spot is a lot bigger than two to three. 
Yeah, well, Aaron Mond's a little unproven. Uh, yeah. He had some pretty poor games last year. He had some pretty so good ones, too. He had one of the worst games last season that I've ever seen an uh, RSL center back have against... Since, who was it? Was it Charleston? Since, like, 2009 forward, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, That was, okay. The, was the Open <laughs> Cup, yeah. The Open Cup. The he Open Cup game not... that he played, he was a disaster. Got pulled off at halftime. Yeah. And, and we came back and won. Came back and... Which isn't all won, on him. Yeah. But he's done pretty well in uh, It wasn't in all on him, right? but yeah. he was... Across the board, a disaster. Yeah, but he's still young. I mean, a lot of that's the thing. A lot of people forget that he's what is he early twenties. Yeah, that was his second year in the league. Yeah, yeah, yeah. true. He's like twenty-two. True. Yeah, he's he's not an he's not an old guy by any means. And, and he's uh, had a, he's had a good preseason, like you said. He's had a couple yeah. goals. He's put himself in good spots on set pieces. He hasn't had any. Oh my God, what are you doing? Moments defending. Yeah, that's I true. Good. Which is an improvement. I mean, because like you said, there were some wow moments when he played last year. And the coaches came out and said that uh, Mond has significantly improved from last season. So yeah, I'm I'm still not really comfortable with him. He kind of left a bad taste in my mouth last year, but I'm willing to give him a shot. But I do think you're right, Jason. I think the drop off from three to four is much bigger than the drop off from two to three. Now, if we're at, if we're without Schuler for maybe two or three weeks in a starting role, and that's kind of what it sounds like is the case. I mean. Do you think we can cope okay? Do you think having Schuler back for a home opener is vital? It would be nice, but I'm not sure I would say it's vital. The problem, too, is you're going to run into is that San Jose game is going to be a physical game. So yeah. it's going to depend on how banged up some of the guys get. And that San Jose is always a physical game. Even the year they were scoring goals for fun and they won the Sports Shield, they were still that was an especially physical. physical yeah, oh, physical yeah. in your face. That's just the way San Jose play. So it's just going to depend on how that game goes. The nice thing is the travel schedule is not awful. Yeah, it's, it's not, not like bad. we're playing in L.A. and then we're playing in New England and then we have the home opener. Yeah, it's so, L.A., San Jose. Which are a day's, a day's trip, a three-hour flight each. It's not yeah. even. Yeah. And that's a three-hour flight including an hour at the airport. <laughs> yeah. Both ways. Yeah, well, you've got to so. check in bags and you've got to find them a baggage claim. They but, could probably take a bus in. And I think, too, that <laughs> shorter time. what you were saying about Salcedo taking care of himself and the shape he keeps himself in, that goes a long way towards not having to worry as much about Schuler being out. Because you know Salcedo can give you 90 minutes four or five weeks in a row. Oh, easy. Yeah. yeah. There's no qualm about his physical capability. And he did that last season. I mean, I yeah. think he played eight or nine games in a row last season and when Schuler was, was out. He was a workhorse. I mean, he, yeah. we talked about the LA game. But other than that, you can't say one game where you were like, ooh, Salcedo was really bad in that game. Yeah. He had the red card against New England that wasn't against him. It was a Tony Beltran foul that he got red carded for. It wasn't even like a red card worthy foul. Yeah. That was the worst part. That was oh, it. boy. I'm really upset that pros on strike after games like that. Yeah. Let's see the Not pro, but though. the uh, who pro contracts with for referees, right? It's a perfect, it's, time, perfect time to bring in FIFA refs. It is yeah. a disaster right now. Let's be honest. It's the referee fun. situation is going to be... And we could talk about it all we want, but who knows what it'll be like tomorrow. So yeah. <laughs> we'll be out of date momentarily, I'm sure. Yeah. It's like talking so, about Ukraine right now. Yeah. <laughs> if you do something more than like a couple hours in advance, you're probably inaccurate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The other it's big okay. news is uh, Sandoval and Finley also both, out, both being out. Yeah, well, what, Sandoval's marked down for what a couple weeks. Bone bruise, yeah. I think yeah so they, bruise. they thought they were worried that he'd broken his foot again, but I yeah. guess they thought it was, they, they discovered it's just a bone bruise. So That's they want to give it a couple weeks. I'm sure he could play on it. Devin's he's a tough dude. I mean, yeah, but you don't want to play. But, but you don't want to. No, why? Why risk it? Why yeah. it, beginning of the season? No, yeah. I mean we've got enough forward 
or forward depth. depth. Yeah, we don't need to rush Sandoval back, and we certainly don't need to rush Finley back. And Finley's out what May, June? Yeah, and maybe Originally even July. They, a month ago, you know, maybe not even a month ago, it was April. They were saying you know late April, mid April, he'd be back. Yeah. And today they're saying his tendon like completely pulled off the bone. Yeah, or during that that final that he played so long with that the case. Yeah. Yeah. Just. He blows my I'm mind. I'm sure he didn't want to come out. Yeah, so. he's he's uh, he's terribly underrated for like bad. And that's attitude. yeah, that's the thing is no one, nobody's going to give Robbie Finley credit and say that's the guy who played 30 minutes with his tendon detached from his knee. No, they're going to say oh that's the guy that misses that doesn't score 20 goals a year. So yeah. he's a horrible striker. You know, it's just people. He's a he's a scapegoat. Yeah, he's oh, the I, scapegoat. He's the easiest scapegoat you've got. Yeah, and it just makes me sad sometimes. So, who starts in this in this set? I think up it's, front, up top, or we already covered the defense. We already yeah, know yeah. Salcedo starts the defense. Up top, Finley. Well, Sandoval probably wasn't going to start anyways because Sabo's going to most likely play. Uh, yeah, Sabo's going to play today. So today being Wednesday. Yeah. Today being Wednesday. Today being the day that he scored against uh, Paraguay. <laughs> yeah. He had a great goal. If you haven't seen the goal, watch it. Fantastic goal. We'll post it on our uh, on our game note or uh, not game notes. These aren't. This isn't a game. This is serious business. <laughs> yeah. On our podcast notes. Pod notes. Yes. Pod notes. Yeah. I don't think you're allowed to coin terms on this podcast yet. Okay. It's our first episode. It's still early. We'll see where that goes. Uh, but no, I think Sabrio gonna... starting. Let's Sa- get that out of the way. I, I think Sabrio starts too. Yeah, easy. And it's it's got to be. He might not go down the It's got to be Plata, in my opinion, because. Garcia and Sabo weren't the most effective pairing last year. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I don't know if it's just a lack of playing time together. Yeah. Or if it's still part of Garcia's game. But he's not the sort of provider that Plata is. Yeah. Plata does not have a problem being the, the support forward. Yeah, yeah, we need somebody to, to feed Sabo up top a little bit. And that's yeah. sort of the dynamic you need when you have a target man. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so Sabo, Plata, up top. Done and dusted. That's it. Which is not a bad thing at all, because they had no. some great games last year. They played fantastically last year. Okay, here's a, a third option we haven't considered then. What about Jordan Allen up top? Not going to happen. No? No. I, no. Think, I, I know he can not play because, there. He can play anywhere. Not because he can't play. Maybe he'll play keeper. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> not because he can't play, not because he's not good enough. You're not going to give your first-year guy that's... He was playing college ball last year, let's be honest. He was playing college ball three months ago. And, three and months ago, really, he was playing really, college ball. Really well. That's fine. But three months ago, he was playing college ball. You're not going to start him against L.A. On the road. On the road. For home, for first home. game season of the season. I, I will just recall uh, two years ago against L.A. in our season opener starting one, Sebastian Velasquez. <laughs> okay, that was a little bit of an extreme case. If I recall correctly, we had a bunch of injuries. Yeah. But you that could, preclude you that. Could we don't have something. enough injuries to warrant starting Jordan Allen no, at I, any position. I, I'm relatively right certain we won't start Jordan Allen. But I think, like, off the bench, maybe he's an option. Maybe. If, and, if, and he could be. I mean, I didn't watch nearly as much preseason as I'm sure you guys did. So I didn't see how much he played. But He played really well. I, I know he played really well, but did he play forward in preseason at yeah. all? I don't, yeah, the last little, game against Chivas, yeah. he came on as a forward. For how long? A little bit at the top of the uh, about ten minutes, yeah. and he looked no, 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 no. 
You're going to give the guy that played 10 minutes against Chivas in a preseason game a starting spot against LA? No. no. Yeah, that's, no, that's, no, my, but, that's my point. But, but it deserves to be in the conversation a yeah. little bit. Uh, okay. It gives us but he is, he is still below a number of people on the forward depth chart. And I think, too, that, God forbid, something happens to Plata, you could see Allen come on instead of Garcia. Yeah, Because probably. as we said, I'm sure the coaches know, too, that, that Sabo-Garcia pairing wasn't dynamite. Yeah, so you might it could say, be in the future. But. Yeah, you might say, well, Allen's a. If there's one thing we saw in the preseason, is Allen is a great. He provides great service. So throwing him in for Plata, not expecting him to score goals, but to get the ball into good spots for Sabo, might not be out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, and I, I think he's one of those guys they look at, and I mean, obviously the sky's the limit for this Jordan Allen kid, but but like he's confident enough to start now. I'm sure of it. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm. I guess part of me is kind of worried that everybody's really high on Jordan Allen for good reason right now, but I, I just don't like it when everybody gets so high on somebody that it just we're putting too much pressure on Jordan Allen. Yeah, honestly, like this season, I would be kind of surprised if he plays more than ten games. Another option that we didn't consider is Benji Lopez. Uh, I, I don't. I don't see it happening. Yeah, I don't see it happening either. Uh, I don't, I don't, he I, is I, I actually a forward. I wouldn't so. be surprised if Benji didn't play in the MLS all season. I'd say I, that's, I, I that, that's, I'd be a little surprised. I think he comes on in a couple of games here and there. Well, get, I don't think he'll get a start. Oh, I, should, I should say it that way. No, well, I, I think you're right about that. But clearly, he's talented. He keeps making the USU 20 squad, which isn't the easiest he's, thing. He's looked really good in some reserve league games too. Yeah, I mean, I know. Say what you want about the Reserve League, but he had some really good games there, and it did enough to get him signed to a contract when he was still in, basically in high school. I mean, not yeah, literally, 19, but, and yeah. Like just out of high school. Yeah. Yeah, Benji, but again, Benji and Jordan, they're not in the same category, but they're players for the future. They're not players for right now. We didn't sign Benji last year and Jordan this year so that we could play him this season. Uh, we signed him so Everything about Jordan Allen is like expect him to make the 18 and fast. Even Okay. And that's yeah. that's fine if he does, but I don't think that they signed him thinking that that it would be he's necessary. necessary. Yeah, that would be necessary. I, I think they back. signed him for cover. He's a nice, he's a nice compliment to what they have is necessary. Yeah. And I and even I was listening to Bill Manning on ESPN 700 yesterday. He was saying that I don't know what Manning is like as a personnel guy, but from what he said is they're they're really big on Allen, like as big as they've ever been on a young guy that they've drafted or signed. Yeah, they Manning said that Allen is the comparison, and it was probably a stretch. It was Landon Donovan, which I don't think you know superstar potential. Yeah, let's put that on. I mean, Landon Donovan, you know, best U.S. player ever, and the comparison was you know. I think I might have had it out of context. He was saying that, you know, Landon Donovan is the best U.S. player ever. I think I would say that. I don't, some people might argue Clint Dempsey, but those you people could, You could argue a couple players. Yeah, whatever. He's in the conversation. In the conversation but, so. but nowadays you have 20 or so young guys in the U.S. system who could be a Landon Donovan, yeah. and Jordan Allen is one of those guys. I think that's that's an agreeable statement. Yeah. And it makes me really happy. To Which know is fantastic. Yeah, it's, it's definitely not bad news. So, yes. We've got two of those guys, right? Luis Gill, Jordan Allen. And can you complain? Sebastian Velasquez, you can argue. Yeah, That's a baby. tough argument. That's a really tough really argument. Really tough You're argument. stretching, but... Yeah. Other team news, uh, Ryan Neal was cut today. First round draft pick. 
Yeah, cut cut sometime recently. Yeah, not necessarily. It was announced today. Yeah, broken no, by the RSL soapbox. Breaking that news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's humble. So, are we worried about that? <laughs> Hashtag humble bag. <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag kind of a big deal. Hashtag Gilsway. <laughs> Hashtag Gilsway. But I don't know. Uh, are, are we worried about that? Do we care? He was Is it a big wow. deal? He wasn't a lock to stay. No, no, not by any means. We we brought him in as a dra- as a first round draft draft pick because we thought he might you know be good enough for the team. Uh, he might still be good enough for the team in the future. We can look at Jeff Atmella for like That's cause true. to be you know at least see he doesn't have to be entirely depressed about it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was a case on. of they took. The best player available. They didn't draft Ryan Neal thinking, oh, this is a guy who's going to fit right into our yeah, system. Yeah, this is our new fullback. And help us so much. It like, was just, this is the best the guy on the board. pick in the first round. Yeah. It wasn't it's the, the seventh It's pick. the best guy on the board. You know they're going to be fighting for a place. So you might as well take the most talented player available to see what he offers your team. Because yeah. you know you're deep everywhere. It was, a, so. it was a competition pick. They wanted to create competition for that position. And the... I guess just didn't make the cut, which is fine. Yeah, we've, we've got, got we've got four decent players. like genuine fullbacks now. We've got Tony Beltran, we've got Chris Winger, we've Rich Bashan, we have Abdullah Mansali. We can call, we can debate whether Mansali is a genuine fullback or not, but and that it's we? an interesting discussion to have. Can we? Uh, but we can have that another another day another when day. he does something either great or something terrible, and it becomes relevant My once again. Terrible. My money's on. Actually, I I. I'm actually kind of excited about him this season. Yeah, oh, Sully? Yeah, am I crazy? No, you're you're dead on. I like I said before, I love Sully. I don't get why people don't, I do get why people don't like him. I'm not an idiot. He's another guy that the uh, he he the bad moments stick out. But yeah. he didn't, he didn't the bad play, moments he didn't, are really bad. He didn't play a lot last year. Yeah, I mean, in his defense, well, there was a good reason. And then for when that. he did play, yeah, when he did play, it was oh, the Jackson tackle. The yeah. Dallas game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean... He's, he's had his moments, but... He's, like, he's had his moments, but I think one thing, to kind of go back to Kassar, one thing Kassar said at the beginning of the season was, or beginning of preseason was, he wanted his fullbacks to be more attacking, get involved in the attack. Mansali played as a forward for three years, something like that, with New England. He knows how to get forward. He's not a very good forward, and that's why he's not playing forward for us. But he's comfortable on the ball, he's comfortable bringing the ball forward, and he's comfortable playing in the attacking third. And he's so, actually pretty good in the tackle. Yeah. In the Most attacking third. Most of the third. time. Yeah. Most but, of the time, yeah, he is. And he's only that's, really been a fullback for two years. And fullback's not an easy position to just pick up. Yeah. It's not. And that's, especially in our system, they ask so much of the fullbacks. That, yeah. And that's that's why I think we might see a little bit more Mansali this season, is just because I think going forward, he offers a little bit more than Chris Winger does. Yeah, I'd say That's so. Fair. So, and I, I think Kassar will occasionally really like that. Yeah, so that leaves us with four like definite fullbacks. We've got Jordan Allen, who can play it right back. Really well. Played there with the USU 18s. Isn't playing there with the U-20s right now, but but could if they ask him to. Yeah. And it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility. And so that's one one place we're considering him, too. Yeah. And they've also got um, Balshan, Rich Balshan, who I saw play one game last year, and I wasn't really impressed, but... Was that the game his shoulder became separated from the rest of his body? That was the game his shoulder became separated from the rest of his body. Is that what happens? Does it just, like, detach? I don't know. I've never had it happen. I'm, like, I don't know. I haven't run into something hard enough for it to happen, so... Or landed hard enough on your shoulder for something to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a messy, not fun injury. No, But he's had a a history with with injuries. He hasn't had... I mean, that was part of his... Yeah, well, two hernias, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. But he, he looked really good in Columbus that first year. Yeah, very good. And he's he's quick, really quick. He which is. is a very underrated part of his game is that he's fast. And, and that can go a long way. There's guys who make a career in the MLS of it just being really fast. Yeah. I'd say he's actually like a... He reminds me of like a young Chris Winger, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. He also uh, is another player that coaches spoke very highly of, like Mond. Um, player that we didn't really see a whole lot of last year, but they did say that they really liked him. And uh, that's never a bad thing. Yeah. It's, to have, we, to we have the guys that are fourth and fifth on your death chart have coaches specifically pointing out that they like the way they play and they think that they're definitely improving, I'm fine with that. Yeah, so so we can see Ryan Neal getting cut. It's not an unreasonable thing. No. It also gives us a chance to uh, to uh, potentially uh, sign, and it sounds like he's likely to sign, Joey Dillon, our third-round draft pick. And it's funny how that happens. Yeah. Uh, jo- well, Joey we... Dillon, midfielder out of Georgetown, looked all right in preseason. Yeah. Looked competitive, at least. Yeah. Which... Well, we've had other third-round draft picks that turned out pretty well. Yeah. If I recall it seems correctly, like our, it seems like was third round, wasn't he? Schuler yeah. was Schuler was the second round. I mean, it seems like our lower picks work out better than our higher picks. Yeah, it's a little. I don't weird. know if that's just a credit to the personnel department and the scouting. Yeah, I think or, it's just the luck of the draw. I think We've sometimes a, it's a little bit lucky. Yeah, I mean, We've Sandoval. Sandoval is a second round draft pick, right? Yeah. And most teams would have killed for a second round pick that could contribute the way they did last year. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's they, for would, sure. they would like a first round draft pick. I think it just the way he did. It just shows how much it's how difficult it can be to scout players when they're playing college. Yeah, the level, the competition level is so far off. Yeah, that it's unreal. I mean, it's probably the the competition gap between some of the big schools and the little schools in college. It's probably one of the in soccer particularly. It's probably bigger. In soccer than any other college sport, you can make a case for maybe, maybe college football, yeah. but then you're dealing division one, division two, and all that. So. Yeah, they actually split those up. In yeah, pretty yeah. good way. Soccer, it's here you go. It's like, hey, you guys want to play soccer? Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'd love to play soccer. Thank you for giving me a scholarship. But, yes. Yeah, Neil Neil's out. So Joey Dillon, I mean, he must have done something. Uh, yeah, impress the team enough to stay. It might all it, signs point to that at least. It could just be that. I mean, he could just be kind of like an Enzo Martinez that we just kind of signed because we don't have enough other players well, at we, his we position. We signed Enzo Martinez because he's Generation Adidas. And that's that's true. Could have been really good. Yeah, he still could be really good. I hope he. I hope he, he played did. really yeah. well last year for Carolina. Yeah, he Is played all right for Carolina. I wouldn't be surprised if he's back in MLS any anytime soon. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Give him a year. I think he'll be back. Yeah, not necessarily with us. Yeah. But. Yeah. But, I mean, he, he's a player that he, he just fills out the depth chart. You know what I mean? At this point, uh, but Devin Sandoval just filled out the depth chart when we signed him last year. Yeah. Dylan, too. It's, it's interesting with Dylan because he's a midfielder, and as deep as we are all over the field, I don't think any there's any question midfield is where we're deepest. Yeah. There's six or seven guys on our team that would probably yeah, get two good spots. minutes anywhere else in the league. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... And so well, we're going to add another one. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's just a product of, I mean, you want three or four guys that can play each position comfortably. I think Joey Dillon fills out that fourth spot at a couple of positions in the midfield. Yeah, maybe. Is he more of a defensive mid, or does he play in that He's wide He's kind of the, the box-to-box. The Grossman and not yeah. Grossman, Grabovoy. So yeah, I like the Grabovoy. If like he Grossman. becomes Grabovoy, I would be perfectly okay with that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but I I haven't seen much of him. I don't think anybody really has seen much of him. So no, we saw little. We'll see what he can do. We'll see what happens. I'm I'm hopeful. I'm always a little hopeful. And wish all the best to Ryan Neal. Yeah, good luck. Like I said, wouldn't be surprised good if he's Good luck, kid. Go get him. I'm not going to be shocked if he gets yeah. picked up somewhere else. I mean, just just from the way everybody was talking so highly about him. I mean, yeah. like I said, I've never seen Ryan Neal play in college or, or with us or anything. But Did you forget to watch preseason? What was that? Did you forget to watch preseason? I watched some preseason. Not all of it. I'm shaking my head with um, disgust. I'm sorry. I, I don't, don't put a whole lot of weight in in the preseason. But it's, but it's interesting because... It is soccer and it is fun and I'll watch it, but if I miss a game, it's like, eh. Like, it's, it's whatever. It's interesting that that argument comes up. I don't put a lot of stock in preseason, but then you have guys like Luke Mulholland, whose name was going to pop up eventually, that people see, and it's preseason, and people are really excited about it. Yeah. And that, that's fine. I'm, I guess what I'm saying is I don't get excited about... Results. Preseason results that at all? Well, last year we, we lost. We didn't have to... anything to be excited <laughs> yeah. about. So well, last year hey, we, we lost to UC Irvine. This at year Tucson. we played UC Irvine. We tied them one one. That's pretty good. That's improvement. That that is market improvement for sure. But we also tied Chivas again. So I mean, results. I don't really care, and that yeah, doesn't. I don't, I don't know. It's just I don't. Realistically, really for, for people that are new to the league of the sport, preseason's about fitness yeah. and. Seeing how guys play in your system, yeah. it's not. It's about getting to know the team and yeah. And like, you know who had a really great preseason last year? Chivas USA. They had a fantastic preseason. <laughs> yeah. And look they, where that look where that got them. They, they had actually a had a really great start to the season too. People were really big on Chivas for the uh, a month. I don't know. They, about that. No one remembers that, of course. Yeah. Well, that was with the Chalice. Chalice. He was the man. I was we really to, disappointed we, we didn't hire him. That, that was a joke. <laughs> but there were looks of disgust. You had, nobody's here to see it. But He needs to be back in MLS. He was so I was fun. hoping Mexico uh. would hire him because they couldn't have been more of a mess except if they'd hired Yeah, Chalice. He's actually got a job now. I don't know where he's at. He's got a job with a Mexican uh, first division team. Yeah. Yeah. Where he's busy getting the goalkeeper to take free kicks and oh, that playing was, three at the back. Was that the best thing in the world or what? Watching Dan big. Kennedy take free kicks? Not even like... Good free they kick. They weren't good at all. They were disastrously bad. But what do you expect? <laughs> like, it's a goalkeeper. He's taking a free kick from 30 yards is, out. He, he's had a lot of success in Mexico. Like, as, yeah. much as, yeah. as much as we're joking and mocking him because he was a bit of a disaster. Which is but Chivas USA is just... Well, Chivas USA is a disaster. Yeah, let's and be that's honest. that's why MLS now owns it. That's why they're not Chivas MLS instead of Chivas USA. I don't think Chivas was a disaster because of Chile. I think Chivas was a disaster because... Ownership. They had maybe. terrible players and nobody did anything about that. Yeah. I don't even... I don't know if it was terrible players. I think it yeah, was... They were A okay. very distracting ownership situation. Yeah. Nobody to play in front of at home, which is never nice. And then on top of that, uh, you have, like you said, a guy who's playing three at the back and having the goalie play take PKs. So that just makes – it puts the players more in that mindset of what is going on. You know, it was just distraction after distraction. Yeah. Because people forget she was had a couple of years where they were one of, the, one of the best teams in the league. Yeah. Like right when we came in with them. Yeah. Four playoffs out of their first five years. That's oh, a true stat. Look it up. have fallen. <laughs> Look yeah. it up. True stat. They were an MLS giant. That might, well, be, uh, <laughs> that might be generous. They had a lot a of... A giant among dwarves. It was, it was yeah. completely different. They had Bob Bradley as a coach, so... Mr. Bradley. 
So that being said, uh, let's move on to our preview of the LA Galaxy match this weekend. There's a match this weekend? Yeah, I heard uh, there might be. Oh. We're well. going down to LA just in case. Just in case. The I, rumor uh, is. I wish it was going down to LA. You'll be there in spirit. You can take a lock of my hair. We could take a lock of your hair. I don't take a lock of your hair. Let me find a good spot for you to cut it off. Yeah. We'll 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 figure that out. Yeah, that'll be off the show. Yeah, Yeah. sorry, we won't subject you to that. But, so this weekend, the LA Galaxy, uh, welcome to the MLS, Jeff Kassar. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a fantastic first game for a coach. Not just the Galaxy, the Galaxy in LA, but... It, that's not to say the StubHub Center is a fortress. No, no, they're very beatable at home. Yeah, they're they're a beatable team anywhere they are, but they just happen to be but pretty good really, most of the really time. Good. They're also a team that can win anywhere they are. Too. Yeah, so it, it's not really writing them off to say that StubHub's not really a fortress. Yeah, they're, although they're, it is, we've won a lot of games there. Yeah, it seems like in the past it, historically the away team wins more games in this series than the home team does. I think I, I remember reading that, that last believe, year. That could be true. So, yeah, that, that could be true. In the build up to our uh, our away game against LN, which we did not do so hot in the playoffs. Yeah, of course. And then I was we, at that game. That was a fun game. One nil wasn't a horrible result. No, and then we came here. It was <laughs> actually after that uh, after that Sean Franklin wonder strike, which is oh. a phrase I never thought I would utter. Sean I, Franklin uh, Gulazzo. <laughs> yeah, I have a friend who's a Galaxy fan, and he apologized for Sean Franklin and said Sean doesn't normally do nice things. That was a direct <laughs> quote about Sean Franklin with the goal. I think so that's probably he said sorry about that. Sean doesn't normally do nice things. So, but this year Sean will be not doing nice things in DC instead of LA. Yeah, Speaking of which, LA didn't do a lot defensively. They didn't really. No. I mean, they lost Villarreal. He wasn't a defender. No, he but wasn't they lost Sean Franklin. But they, they picked up Sexy Sax Man. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> I think he was there already. Wait, wait. They <laughs> didn't they actually sign Sexy Sax Man. <laughs> yeah, no. Who is Sexy Sax Man? So oh, Mark Gonzalez. Oh. <laughs> He's a fan. Did you of, not uh, see that video? I no, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. I remember. I just I gave plasma to Dan. I'm sure he's just a little light. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't mind Trevor. I thought you well, meant I like don't. I thought yeah. you meant like he was one of their guys that you brought in from somewhere that looked like Sexy Saxman. Well, not no. somebody that actually tried to be Sexy Saxman. Oh, he is Sexy Saxman. Yeah, I say tried to be. Like he pulled it off. Yeah, he nailed it. It was a winning, winning effort. The whole speed. Enough about our uh, Omar Gonzalez and our little love in. Uh, yeah. Although but, that that has to be one of the best moments in MLS history. Oh yeah! In a top ten list MLS, of MLS history, that's in the top ten. MLS social media events. That's that's top three. Which MLS social media is fantastic. Yeah. It is. It, it, it's fun having players like that, so accessible. Encourage, yeah. I mean, it is. All the, you don't hear the league like if that had happened in England or something. If Wayne Rooney was out on, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Can we not talk about Wayne Rooney playing in the middle of the desert? Can we not? I don't know how well that would have gone over. I would pay twenty dollars at a movie theater to see that. This is something movie theater. Something of a family show. Let's not (laughs) put images of Wayne. They could even do it in three D. It's okay if they three D IMAX. It's Wayne Rooney. It's Wayne Rooney. You call it Shrek Four, and the kids are going to go see it. So that's got to be the whitest. Whitest sexy sax man on the planet. Yeah, that's probably true. It'd be like a bottle of milk in a thong. 
Well, that's a mental image I don't think <laughs> yeah. expected to have today. Uh, what else? We better than the mental LA image match? of Wayne Rooney in a thong. Sorry, what? Back, back to LA. Like, I was surprised they didn't make more moves on their back line. Yeah, because it's not their. It wasn't their strong point last year, and I'm not sure that it's going to be again this it's, year. It's not really a but, weak point though. Their, their biggest problem defensively last year, they took care of. Cudicini yeah. is no longer. Cudicini was a disaster. Which was, was the worst was thing. A beautiful disaster. It was a beautiful, beautiful yeah. disaster. But now they've got Pinedo. And who's, who's a really good keeper. There was a marked difference between... Well, but Matt could have taken over for Cudicini and probably... No, no, it would have been worse. I would have <laughs> probably laid down in a heap behind the goal. And... Didn't Cudicini do that at one point? Oh, probably. Yeah, I think he did that at the end of the San Jose game. Thing. San Jose won a man down. Yeah, yeah but, probably. Which so somehow I, I didn't think... win match of the year. But anyways... Defensive, defensively, they made their big changes that they needed to, and that was getting Pinedo in. I don't, I mean... And losing Sean Franklin. And losing Sean, well... Which is, which is not you could You could take or lose Sean That's Franklin. addition by subtraction. Yeah, well, you get a young player in doing more things, and I think yeah. that's probably that's, good for them in the long That's the other term. thing that blew me away. They traded uh, Cochran. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic for him last year when he was playing. And, and he was young. Yeah. And they traded him for, like, peanuts. It was like a 2016 draft pick from Chicago. Yeah, that is that was a weird one. It's got to be a player-enforced move, then, at that point. i, I got to feel like it. But, Just but who knows? He wanted to play somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Bruce Arena, he's not real big on the kids. I mean, no. Zardes... But Zardes is an exception, because Zardes is a really, really good yeah. player. Zardes is a guy who... Do you think Zardes had... is going to hit the shots on frame this year? Or crosses to where they're supposed to be. Yeah, well, he's talented, but he's got a long way. He's he uh, he. I could see him being an Eddie Johnson one day. I mean, high praise. Yeah, high praise. Not indeed. not necessarily. Not necessarily. <laughs> he he could easily eclipse that, but you know what I mean. He's that type of player, really fast, and he can put himself in good positions. But he has a lot about his game that you're kind of like, oh, that could be better. Which, oh yeah. Which when you're young, that's how it's going to be. How old is he? Just out, I think he went to college for a couple of years. Early, like, I would say like early 21, 20s, 22? really early 20s. Yeah, yeah he, pl- he plays like he's 21, 22. Yeah. He's a kid. And you could see that because, I mean, Robbie Keane is not kind to Giazzi Zardes on the field. Robbie Keane is not a kind <laughs> He's <person>. not <laughs> kind true. to anybody he's on the an field. He's an angry so. Irishman. He'd punch my mother if he got the chance. No offense, Mom. <laughs> I think that's just Robbie Keane's you know, that's just, yeah. And it, yeah, that's his MO. But he's, uh, he's not... Not easy on Zardes, but deservedly so. Sometimes Zardes is making the wrong play. A disaster? Yeah, would disaster might be. I would say disaster. So what are our chances? I can, I don't know, it's so... It's... Are you asking for a prediction? Is it prediction? If you is want to make a prediction, time? make a prediction. Let's make predictions. <laughs> yeah. It's tough because I could really, I could see us going in and getting a result and leaving with three points, and I could also see us going in and getting smoked. I don't, LA I don't is always a tough game to call. Yeah, getting smoked might be an exaggeration, but it could it could be three to one. It could be three nil. I think it's going to be a one goal game. We're either going to win by one, it's going to tie, or we're going to lose by one. It's going to be close. I always make a three nil prediction in our favor. Sabrio hat trick? No, I just say three nil. Jordan Allen hat trick. Luke Mulholland hat trick. Nick Romano gets his first goal for Real Salt Lake on a Luke Mulholland cross. <laughs> Why he's up there, nobody's really quite sure. Abdullah Mansali comes into the 72nd minute, 
grabs two in the 74th and 76th minute, gets a red card in the 77th. That's a very realistic prediction. I specialize in realism. <laughs> but no, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with Trevor. It could, it could be a one-goal game, but I'm on the other side, too, where L.A. is so tough to predict because they are. part of them last year is they can just come out and lay some duds. I mean, they're a yeah. really good team, but they, if things don't go well for them, then it can get ugly in a hurry. Same as us. We have games where we come out, and you can just see it. First 10 minutes, you're like, it's going to be that game. You know, we're just fine. And it's a season opener, so you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Definitely. Questions. We received some listener questions. Which are always fun and exciting and somewhat sexy sax man to answer. I like that we have listener questions on a podcast that has not been released. I know. It's I'm like just, I'm just saying. I think that's amazing. in advance of that your imminent you existence. That there's demand in the market. That's what that shows you. Yeah. That could be a reach. Anyways, what's the question? First question. Spencer Ferrer asks, who is the first acquisition who could make the 18 and starting lineup? Mulholland. Now, I will say, uh, I am recapping these questions a little bit. Paraphrasing. Trevor? Mulholland. I can see Mulholland starting Saturday. It's a real stretch, and I don't think it happens. But if you're saying, what's who's the best option that's new that's going to start on Saturday? I would say Mulholland. Uh, yeah, I'd actually say Mulholland or Jordan Allen probably present about the same weight for me right now. 1A, 1B. Yeah, I think they both showed pretty well in preseason. Uh, that, that matters a lot early on. It won't matter in like three or four weeks. Uh, but if we're talking right now, uh, I think I actually would not be at all surprised to see both of those make the 18. Yeah. Uh, as far as starting, uh, depends on injuries for me. Yeah. And I mean, when we're talking about new season acquisitions or off season acquisitions for this new season, there's really not that many options. Yeah. I mean, we, how many new players do we have? (laughs) That's too soon. Was that too soon? Too soon. (laughs) <laughs> All right. So, Second. yeah, for, for me, it's it's definitely Mulholland. Um, I mean, he played a lot more in preseason than Jordan Allen did, and he did a lot more in preseason. Yeah. I would agree with that. His set-piece delivery, His set piece so delivery was something. stellar. I mean, obviously good on set-pieces, but Luke Mulholland's set-piece delivery is something to get excited about. Yeah. Yes. All right, Denny Drinking Game asks, and we kind of just answered this, sorry, Mr. Drinking Game, what role do you see Luke Mulholland playing this year? Um, probably the grab-a-voy type, a wide midfielder. But he's he's a good enough passer of the ball and good enough going forward in the preseason. I wouldn't be stunned if he played in Javi's spot. I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. I wouldn't I would. be shocked. Uh, I wouldn't expect it given our options there. Yeah. I think yeah. Luis Gill is our more natural option in that I, I think Luis Gill is going to slide over a lot faster than Mulholland is going to take that spot. I think Luis Gill and we've got to have one or two other people. Sebastian Velasquez. Jordan Velasquez, Allen. that's the one I'm thinking of. I think Gill and Velasquez take Gravel that spot. Play there in a pinch. But Gravelvoy yeah. can play anywhere in a pinch. Yeah, Gravelvoy can play anywhere in a pinch. I would, so, yeah, I would I, take I think, Gravelvoy as a goalkeeper on our indoor team. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mulholland's spot is definitely... The, uh, the Will Johnson role, just the outside of the box yeah. midfielder. Yeah, the Johnny box Steel box guy. role. The Johnny John, Steel role. I love Johnny Steel. Johnny M. Effing Steel. He was to New York and look, he wasn't bad. He wasn't he bad wasn't for us bad. either, but That's, he wasn't uh, great. High praise indeed. All right, some Seattle fan well, that follows I'm, Jason. I'm, before we get there, 
I it'll am be, I speeding along? No, it'll be. I, I think it'll be an interesting dynamic with what we were saying with having Mulholland. If he's as good as he looks, if he's yeah. as advertised, what that's going to do for Luis in terms of playing at Javi's spot? Because Javi's not getting any younger. He's no, not. You he's know, not. he's not at the point where he can't play a full ninety every week or anything. Yeah, but he, he's. But, He's kind of not getting to the point. That, well, he's getting away from the point where he can play 30, 34 games a year. That extra depth at the wide positions might do a lot for Gil. I would say so, too. True. Luke Kelly, okay. moving on. Some Seattle fan that Jason follows. Yeah. The 16th Doc. That's all. I don't know his name. He seems like a decent dude. Do you think RSL has done enough to keep up with the competition? Absolutely. I mean, they they haven't lost a lot from a team that were the runners-up in the MLS Cup. I mean... Yeah, to, <laughs> to bring the, that up uh, again. Yeah, but I mean they were they were super competitive, yeah. and they haven't lost a lot there. Competitive and, throughout the entirety of the season, too. and everywhere that we have lost a player, we've replaced that player. Yeah, I don't think it's so much the RSL had to keep up with the competition. I think a lot of the offseason moves that we've seen across MLS were players trying or not players, sorry, uh, teams trying to get up to RSL's level. So RSL really just kind of had to not get a lot worse in order to keep up with competition. And like we said earlier, you know, hours ago, it feels like now, but who in the West got markedly better? Vancouver, you can make a case for, because they had a really good draft. Yeah. And Laba is going to help them a lot. But But other than that... Chivas USA got a lot better. But, yeah, they're not going to finish dead last, maybe? Yeah, that's... Well, let's be honest. They'll finish dead last. We don't know... How good Chivas is going to be? I mean, they will be. We know they're not going to win the West. You know, organizationally, yes, but, they are eight hundred thousand times better than they were. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. They still have some really good players, like Kubo Torres. Yeah, if they can keep him. Oh. There's, there's rumors now that he's going to stay beyond June. I don't know how that's yeah, going to work. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, I I don't know. It's just I, I don't think, think we've kept up. Yeah, we we, have, we we've kept up by not getting worse. We haven't yeah, dropped exactly. off. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's all we really needed to do was just not get worse. And our I young don't players think are getting have. better. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, our old players can help those players transition. That's I think an ideal scenario. Yes. And now you're going to see the younger guys playing those Open Cup games and some of those other games that you saw Kari in last year and Lavelle Palmer and those. Yeah, guys. our options are young guys. Yeah, now. and th- those are important minutes when you're young and you're a developing player. So uh, Rusty Shackelford. A.K.A. Dale Gribble, we know who you are, uh, asked, What position does Jordan Allen fit in and have the best chance of getting game time in? The answer to that might be yes. I mean, because that's the the thing everyone says about Allen, like, within the team is the talk is he's so good everywhere that it's, they don't want to pigeonhole him into a certain position for years and years and years. Yeah, he's described himself as a right-sided player, uh, which is broad. But that means he's played a right back. He's played uh, like even a little on the right side of the diamond. Yeah. Uh, in the attacking midfield spot, maybe drifting more to the right than than maybe is necessary sometimes. And even at forward, like it's he's, remarkable. He's played everywhere and he's played well everywhere. And it's, it's we've never had a player like that except maybe Abdullah Mansali, who could play anywhere on the left. That's true. Until he gets a red card. But yeah. To answer the question, to give a definite answer, I think his best chance of getting seeing game time is in the midfield. I think we are fine for right back. I don't think we'll need him at right back. I don't think it'll get to that point. I think with how many people we have in the midfield that are good enough to, I mean, just for squad rotation, 
I think he has a better chance of playing in the midfield this season than he does any other part of it. But you're right. I mean, he could play anywhere. Yeah. I just see us rotating a lot more in the midfield. Um, yeah, it's and an I, older I, midfield. Though. Yeah, and I see him getting time there. I'd agree with that. And uh, Jason Wiskovich asks, I hope we didn't slaughter your name, Mr. Wiskovich. Who will be the X Factor for RSL? And he gave us a list of players, but let's just kind of talk about that really quickly. I, I don't know who's going to be the X Factor. What is the X Factor? Well, I don't know. Maker. A difference maker? But an X Factor doesn't have to be a new player. I think when people say X Factor, they go, who's the unknown guy that's going to come in? Yeah. Because you could make a case and say Sabo is going to be the X Factor. Yeah. Because Sabo is the X Factor every year. Yeah. I mean, when he's healthy. I, I I think what it might be this season is not a player. I don't think it'll be a player. I think it'll be injuries. Who gets injured? If they get injured, how long they're out. But it'll the be la- a big difference maker. Yeah. Will it be... Um, I mean, like, the last couple of seasons, we've had a couple of guys. I mean, like, last year, Sabo was gone for, like, half the year. Yeah. I don't think people really realize how much he was gone because of how much he contributed when he was here. But he was gone an awful lot. Yeah. I I think um, international call-ups, the World Cup, obviously, we'll have a couple of players missing um, for not that many games. But I'm just hoping they don't get hurt. Players... Injury players not being there because of injury or because of call-ups, I think that'll be the X factor. Uh, for me, the pick, uh, I might say Louis Skill, who who has been consistent in the past and has showed real great sparks. Uh, he's also been pretty bad sometimes. He's been okay. Sometimes. He was pretty th- bad at the beginning of last season. I don't think with Luis it's a case of being bad. I think it's a case of being below expectations. Yeah, that's, and not, not injecting himself in the game. I expect him to have solved that problem and he, from the beginning he, of the season. He does disappear yes. from games sometimes. Like, there's some times where literally yeah. you're like, oh yeah, Luis is playing. Yeah, the last four months of just, the season, though, I don't think we saw no. that player. It seemed we like didn't. after, any, it might have been... After yeah, the U-20 after, World Cup? And then the Vancouver game. Yeah, the one right before the, the Open Cup final when Luis played in Javi's position and shredded Vancouver's defense. I know we only won one nil, but Luis was dynamite. Yeah, it was not for game. lack of shots. And, and after that, uh, and lack of creation. It was like after that, it just kind of clicked. Yeah, I do so. agree. I would agree with that. So I think that answers all of the uh, the listener questions. If you send it in too late, then we shame on you. We'll ignore it, and you should probably ask again next week. Yeah, we'll cover. If there is a next week. No, there they're, they're there will be a next week. <laughs> Think positive. Believe. You be Hashtag positive. believe RSL. <laughs> yeah. Family. Hashtag RSL family. Swag. Hashtag Yolo. YOLO. Did you just that say YOLO? He far. said YOLO, yeah. Like Anyways, the word. So. I thought this was a family <laughs> podcast. <laughs> yeah. So, the, kids, uh, the kids are in a YOLO? Isn't that the... Yeah, I think YOLO swag. <laughs> YOLO swag. It's, that, it's like a yo-yo, but it's a... A yo-yo combined of rollers. We've lost the plot, yeah. you guys. No one's coming back to listen. <laughs> All next right, week. Let's, uh, uh, it might be a next week, but it'll be an empty audience. Uh, I'll play us out with a question: If RSL were to have one player who did the sexy sax man, who would it be? Who would it be, or who, who would, would we like to see? Who should it be? Who, who should, should it be? be? Jason, you want to start us? How about, I could see, nah, that wouldn't, it would be just for, just for the funny factor, because it would be so unexpected, 
Ned Grabble would be pretty fantastic. <laughs> you gotta, you, because that would be some straight out of left field shit. Pardon my language, but Ned, I mean, when was the last time you heard Ned talk? And so That's, if he was yeah. just like, hey, and he's not on social media at all. So if he just popped up, hey, I got an Instagram, check this video out. And it's Ned out in the salt flats just playing the sax in a thong. Then I don't know if you're going to top that. All right, Trevor. I think I think we all know who like is most like like would do it. Who it, is? It's going to be Plata or, or Garcia. Like, let's be honest. I disagree. You disagree? Like, okay, no, no. If, if okay, anybody most on the likely team, like, to Sebastian Velasquez. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's thrown in there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Plata but and who? Garcia would do it together. Yeah, they do that's a, for sure. Do one a little shimmy dance. I don't yeah. know how they do that. I I can't shimmy. If I cry, it's, it's in the hips. It's I have all, no it's hips. All in the hips. Oh, I have white earthing hips. hips. Anyway, that's who I think like would be most likely. Who I would love to see do it though, Nat Borchers. Absolutely, no question. Would love the to see that. Six the foot four that he would have for six weeks after he was out <laughs> in, in sunlight for just the the whitest guy on our team. I think I'd love to see the sternest guy on our team, Alvaro Sabarino, <laughs> doing the sexy sax man with his baby coming soon. In arms. With one of those baby slings while he's playing the sax. He's just got the sling. It would be just so him. perfect. It would be. What about his dogs? Can he do it with his dogs?